0: to Wrong Opinions Only with your host, Justin and Kayla. And this week, we're going into a show that I feel like not a lot of people have heard about, besides kind of the big TV nerds like me and you. But I had a ton of fun watching Kayla. What are we talking about this week? We
1: are talking about the Paramount Plus show, Special Ops Lioness, a show that I think I mentioned at one of our previous episodes, but I was so locked into this show from the first episode, you had to get through your 87 Apple TV shows before you could dare go to another streaming channel. But you got there and you watched it. So we're here to talk about it.
0: Yeah, this is one of the ones where... I need to have at least one or two shows that I watch without my wife because I just can't always wait for her. I'm like, oh, if I'm going to hop on the Peloton, you're not home. I need to be able to watch something. And this was the perfect show for that. I was able to watch on the Peloton. I was able to watch if she was out watching her Married at First Sight, Australia or whatever she's on right now, like these shows that I have no interest in. And I just cruise right through this season.
1: And it's so great that you use the word cruise since there's cruise, a character in this TV show. I mean, lots to talk about. So let's just give you a little info on the show. It is a Taylor Sheridan show who you may know from such works as Yellowstone, Mayor of Kingstown, 1883, Tulsa King, 1923. So we've got a bunch of shows under the, I guess you'd say Taylor Sheridan umbrella. But there, I would say some are very similar and some seem far apart, kind of like this show. Justin, have you watched any other Taylor Sheridan shows?
0: You know, I don't believe so. I know he's got a, a big foothold in basically the whole Yellowstone universe, right? They have all these spinoffs of before and after Yellowstone. I haven't watched any of those. I believe he's been at least a producer or a director on a couple good movies like Hell or High Water, Sicario, those types of things, but- as far as T V shows, this is my I guess main introduction into the Taylor Sheridan verse.
1: Yeah, I, I'm the same. I've heard, of course, many of a Yellowstone plot line just because um how do I say this delicately? Certain people of a certain age seem to really love um Yellowstone and all the old folks, yes. Kayla. You can
0: say it. All the <laughs> old Kayla folks. the
1: ranches. I mean, that is their show. I'm telling you, all they want to talk about is Yellowstone. So by proxy, you know, you hear about it
0: do you get the same pitch I get of you need to watch Yellowstone. It's like succession, but on a ranch. And I was like, well, kind of the best part of succession is that it's in the middle of New York city with all this cool shit around it. So
1: if the people in my life also knew succession, I'm sure they would reference that, but unfortunately they're (laughs) not hip enough to know succession as well. Um, So yeah, I just, all I hear is like, what are you guys talking about? Yellowstone. And as the TV guru in my company, um, it's a show that I'm just like I got nothing for you. Horses and ranching and even backstabbing like never interests me as like a background, you know, of a TV show. So, um, I did used to watch a horse show on ABC Family called uh, Wildfire. Did you ever catch that show?
0: A horse show? You said horse H O R S E. Mm-hmm,
1: that's correct. Okay,
0: just just wanted uh, to clarify for the audience there. Tell no, me- I have not watched. Uh, Would you say Wildfire? Wildfri-
1: tell me if this this plot kind of like seems like it fits into my my demographic of things i like it is about a badass dark-haired woman who had to go to juvie and then helps out at a ranch as like a deal to get out and then like you know it's kind of like the rough person coming onto like the camp ranch lifestyle Mm-hmm.
0: sounds like every one of your D characters absolutely
1: Kayla. sure not and <laughs> heights i'm like oh yeah that checks out um but other than that no i'm not i'm not really one for the fields and the cattle as as you could say so that's why special ops lioness military show was right up my alley i can't wait to hear your thoughts because we haven't really discussed what you think about it so this show premiered on July 23rd of this year. As of right now, it has not been renewed for Season 2, but I really feel like it is a matter of time. It was very highly watched. It's kind of considered plotline-wise as Force Recon Marine Cruz Manuelos is tasked with befriending the daughter of a terrorist financer, who is on the CIA's kill list. And I just didn't feel like that totally gave the breadth of the show, but we'll go into it. It stars the great Zoe Zeldana as Joe, a CIA officer in charge of the Lioness program. Laissa de Oliveira as Cruz. Dave Annable as Neil, Joe's husband and a pediatric oncology surgeon. Joe Wagner as Bobby, team leader for the Lioness QRF. Nicole Kidman as Caitlin Mead. Very nice to see her in a TV show, a high-ranking CIA official in the Lioness program and Joe's boss. And Stephanie Nair plays Aaliyah Amari, the daughter of a suspected terrorist. Quick thoughts, Justin. What did you think about Special Ops Lioness overall?
0: Banger show, Kayla. Absolutely. This is just... If you can just go in with the intent to have fun watching a show... You can just dive into the story and you don't want to nitpick like some of the story mechanics or the dialogue. You just want to have fun watching TV. This is a great show. And I think it's very well made. There's a couple nitpicks here and there, but I was too focused on just having a good time.
1: I completely agree. I, I watched as I kept seeing the ads. I like Zoe Zaldana. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And after that first episode, I mean, I was like next episode, next episode. So good. Um, I just think it's a fun, intense show, too. I mean, some of the scenes, you're just like, oh, my God, Um, very violent. And then just like a really good story, I feel like. And, you know, we'll go into the finale for sure. But it left me kind of wondering, what would a season two look like? And so that's what you look for in a great TV show, you know?
0: Yeah, it's got a ton of different cool relationship dynamics, which they touch on. You know, they couldn't get through everything in just one season, but you're invested in more than just the main characters. They have a lot of tertiary characters here that you start kind of developing relationships with throughout the season. I will say you saying you were really pumped Nicole Kidman was in this. I don't know if I share that sentiment. She kind of took me out of it a little bit because Nicole Kidman, at this point in her career, sometimes just is like a meme of herself like i all I see when I see her on screen is that clapping from uh was it the Oscars party oh, a few may, years ago, and I, I can't unsee it
1: may I, or <laughs> heartbreak feels good in a place like this <laughs> um i I would like to clarify for the people that when I said Nicole Kidman in Childlike Wonder, it was to appease perhaps our Nicole Kidman audience I myself laughed hysterically at whatever accent she's <laughs> attempting to do in this show and I still could not really take her as this like kind of hardcore boss that she is in this show I just it felt I don't know what it is about Nicole Kim. Marine,
0: Look at me Marine, <laughs> Look at me!
1: It, it was a lot so yeah we certainly are going to talk about her performance but yeah it was more like um, if you like Nicole Kim check out this show but maybe you'll like it. Um, I want to talk a little bit before we go to a character breakdown about the relationships on the show. This show has some very interesting like, dynamics, for sure, I would say. I would say relationship-wise, and again, a spoiler, if you have not watched the show, we are going to go right off the bat about what ends up happening. Um, you have the relationship between Joe and her husband, Neil. What did you think about that dynamic of relationship? It was the oddest relationship i i'm to understand that at the beginning of the show they had like an open marriage like i i see who i see because i'm away on these military you know things all the time he's a doctor he's away so it's like when we're together we're together but when we're apart i look the other way and vice versa and then it's about them kind of coming together and like maybe we should kind of be monogamous and together what did you think about their relationship
0: i thought it was fascinating and I thought it was pretty well done, honestly, because they slow played you into it. And she gets home and is kind of like, oh, you know, I, I had a had a little bit of a, I forgot the term they use. But basically, I had a little bit of a one off because I've been gone for so long. He's like, the same. It meant nothing. But you're home now. So let's, uh let's get at it, you know. And I think when you start incorporating the children dynamics with them, They're obviously, it started as like they really love each other. There was like heavy passion between the two. Then they had kids too young, you find out later, right? Maybe that threw them off a bit. And that's how they got into this weird parenting space where they are staying together kind of for the kids, but it's not really doing any good for the kids because she's always away. And when the daughter kind of gets into the situation she does about halfway through the season, that's the link that kind of really enforces that they need to be a family unit and Joe needs to find a way to like be there for her family more. So I thought it was it was really kind of a, a big uh, circle from the beginning to the end on how that family interacts. And I enjoyed the relationship personally.
1: I just want to say they had a lot of, a lot of chemistry. They're a very attractive couple. I will say he's a stud.
0: I want to look like that guy when I'm his age, like, or right now, screw it. Can I just get the gray hair and be a silver Fox at a 33 years old, 34? How old am I Kayla turning 34 soon? <laughs> yeah, there, there
1: you go. go. Um, <laughs> next month. So I was just, just amazed. First of all, how much of a study is silver Fox, as you said, and he's kind of a great husband. Like in this type of show, especially in military, you have the, the wife is the one that's like doing all these like heroic crazy things. You you tend to see that the guy at home is like a cheater or has a secret life. And it's like, because you're gone, I have to do X, Y, Z. No, he's like totally holding the house down. He's, he's getting to his jobs. Listen, are they failing the kids a little bit? Maybe by never being present? Sure. But that's what therapy's for together. They're <laughs> just, they're otherwise rock starring it. He somehow conveys like, I wish you were here and also your daughter's going through a lot of shit. So it'd be cool if the mom was here, but like, do you girl? I mean, I just, I was amazed at how like generous he was with like what was happening all the time. Like he just took it on the chin. Amazing.
0: Yeah. He was very supportive of her career and her doing this, this kind of job that she can't reveal too much information to him on. And he's just there supporting her and trying to hold down the Ford as much as possible you see, he starts kind of teetering a few times. Like I can't do this by myself. I need your help. Like it's becoming too much. We have a what 15 year old daughter at this point and another daughter that we only saw for like five minutes, the entire season, but we digress, digress on that point. And like you said, like, despite them being so busy and having such separate lives, when they are together, they are together. They're like, they just fall back into that chemistry you mentioned and they have a bottle of wine and they start loving up on each other. And it's just kind of like kinetic at a certain point.
1: It's so believable as, as a reason you have to have that because she has to leave. I mean, truly like 2am she's gone forever. How many days you don't know? Like, to have that type of relationship and that dynamic, you have to have that trust and that like, I mean, otherwise you're like, I can't deal with this. Like this isn't a marriage or relationship to me. And so uh, to be able to do that, both of them is just amazing. So I don't know if it gets to season two, we'll see where maybe that relationship lands, but.
0: Just, yeah. I just want to throw in one more thing on that, which I thought was a nice little line. They added in a little past halfway in the season. When the husband, Neil, was talking to Nicole Kidman's character at the hospital, she's kind of like, you know, how do you put up with her always being gone? Because she's in a similar position and her and her husband, you find out, are are not really in as loving of a relationship as it is everybody sees from the outside. And his response is just, she just takes my breath away every room she walks into. Like, I just can't not have that feeling towards her. And when he says that, it just puts everything else into perspective. And you're like, you see that, like you see just his little facial reactions. Like when she enters a room, he's like, oh my gosh, like I'm so happy you're here. And even despite, you know, seeing crazy shit on the news and then seeing blood on her face and him, I think for the first time being like, oh, you're like really in this shit. You're not just like telling people what to do. You're in the heat of battle here holy crap, like, how do I know you're going to come back to me safely? And then by the time we get to the end, it starts getting in her head, right? She's like, I want to be there more for my family. But when you're doing that job, you need to be so soul focused on the mission that if you are distracted at all, it's going to impact you. And you see her kind of struggling with that the last uh, couple episodes, which I thought was a nice touch.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just, like you said, I really feel like they fleshed out that dynamic and gave you a reason to understand why they were still in it and why they were just trying to get even closer at the end and have some of maybe those foundational aspects of the relationship they had before and then maybe lost along the way. So we'll see how that goes for them. I think the next relationship to quickly talk on is Nicole Kidman, as you said, and her relationship with her husband, which I found so fucking confusing when I'm just like, they're, they're so like, frenemies almost like the way they talk around each other about things and both of their like jobs kind of relate to each other he's in the oil business and obviously war and all that affects the oil business it was just is confusing. he like
0: fully in the oil business or is he like a investor or like investment fund manager like it was very unclear yes. what his actual job was
1: it was so unclear they were so snippy. The way they would, like, kind of give each other information but not fully was, like, is this your whole relationship? Is just, like, you guys constantly one-upping each other and what knowledge you have and, like, where the scales get tipped because you don't get the sense that Nicole Kimmons character is, is evil or, like, trying to, like, maybe manipulate things, but he, he definitely is serving villain. Oh, so yeah. So I'm like, what is this dynamic? And this he's is,
0: basically he's trading on inside information cause he's figuring out like she's coming back. I think she's going into the middle East. Oh, she mentioned something about oil and he's taking whatever little tidbits that she's giving him. And he's turning that into crazy amounts of wealth is what I presume. Cause he's just like, you can't take out this guy. Like he's good for me making money off of the oil industry. If you take him out, then who knows what the hell is going to happen. Markets are going to be in chaos and, I think we needed a little bit more information on their dynamic or where they came from or just any more specific information on what they do. Maybe it was intentionally left vague to keep you kind of guessing, but if they do move forward with multiple seasons on this show, I would like them to develop that relationship a little bit more.
1: They need to, because just say what way you're leaning, because every time they're on screen, I was like, all right, next, like... They just really had no interest for me as like a duo because I was so confused at like what the, how the relationship is like, I'm sure they go to separate bedrooms. That's how much there was no chemistry between them. And, oh, yeah. and they didn't seem loving at all. So I, I have no clue. Um, wild. I think the last and most important relationship we need to talk about is the kind of growing relationship that happens in this series. A relationship that I started to see, you know, I tend to see chemistry maybe where it's not yet there. But there were just so many little hints that I go, is it just me being me or does this seem like something's cooking here? And by the time it it got to the episode where things did go down, I was like, oh, this is this is happening. And it did. And I, of course, this show elevated to an even higher level for me, which is Cruz, who is this kind of young Marine. Who leaves an abusive relationship with her boyfriend and gets and enlists in the Marines as kind of this like I need to get out of this situation and get saved by this Marine, right? She's she's kicking ass left and right and then she gets into this lioness program. We'll talk about her relationship with Joe as the leader of this program, but she has to befriend and get kind of embedded in Aaliyah, the daughter of this terrorist financer and the whole
0: Terrorist. I mean, we we're, yeah. we don't fully know. He he basically runs a massive oil operation and sells to whoever mm-hmm. will buy. Right.
1: Correct. Correct. Uh, anyone who will buy. So I guess take that as you will. If we, if we want to get a little gray on terrorists, there I suppose we can, Justin. But um, so uh, yeah, so Cruz. So she's she's befriending her. They're getting closer. And then, again, sparks are flying with this Aaliyah. And then, you know, she's, Aaliyah has these kind of asshole friends. And, you know, then they start spending more one-on-one time. Aaliyah doesn't want to get married. And I'm like, mm, okay. And then they kiss. And then they definitely have sex. And a very amusing scene. Um, <laughs> it was someone listening in. And uh, it. It kind of ends very sad. Where uh, Cruz kills her father in the kitchen and her soon-to-be husband. But I guess he's not dead. He's just like severely injured. Yeah, you're. Sh- we might we might have some finale. How could he not be here. dead?
0: I don't. You're all over the place. You're just going all the way to the right. End oh yeah, here I with, have to go uh, to the finale
1: with because I mean, it kind of ends on her discovering it and realizing that Cruz wasn't her friend that she thought she was and something more. And so that's where it ended. So that was quite a relationship. What did you think about that relationship, Justin?
0: I was with you on picking up on some of those little cues. And maybe that's just because we've been doing this podcast together for a few years. So it's a little bit more in the back of my mind. I will say just one thing about the cruise character. The first episode, maybe episode and a half. I really thought when they were showing kind of her in that uh, abusive relationship and how she's getting out. That was almost like a. Um, they were looking backwards at Zoe Zeldana's character and how she got involved in the Marines. Then, like either early or halfway through the second episode, is when you're like, "Oh, these are two different characters," and that completely changed the dynamic for me. And I thought it was really well done. And then with Aaliyah and her, I I really like the relationship. How they kind of slow played it up, like. She is, they, the friends are talking about how she's constantly trying to find kind of like these wounded animals and like help them and like bring them in. And, and they're kind of making fun of Aaliyah for that. But really what it is, is she just wants somebody to be authentic and like real and like love for her, for who she is and not for all the money and cool shit that she has because of the access she has. So I thought it was a real sweet relationship that. I don't think you can come back from murdering somebody's uh, father in cold blood, but you know, it mission first, I guess. I don't know.
1: I just want to say Cruz has the strongest will in the world. When Aaliyah was like, let's just have one last night before I get married. So I have like a good memory of being in love before I'm forced to have kids and be married to someone I totally hate. Um, and she said no. And I give her all the strength in the world because that was a temptation. Um, it was a wild, it's a wild dynamic. Let's go into, uh, well, before we get into characters, because it helps to kind of talk person by person and their energy. What do you think was the most absurd thing about the show? And I, I want to start because something bizarre. Okay. Now listen, it's a Paramount plus show. Taylor Sheridan. Again, I don't have a lot of concepts of understanding of his other shows, but I know ridiculous, crazy things happen. Betrayal, blah, blah, blah. I really was in my Fast and Furious mode when at the end, after Cruise, vi- and I'm telling you, violently stabbed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like, I was like, oh my God, because it's it happened so quick, stabs both of the men and has to beeline it out of the house because it's like, that's a wrap. I got to get out. I mean, I'm telling you, it was a Vin Diesel-like movement and ability as these just, terrorist soldiers descend as she's running away out of this mansion. I mean, truly a castle like mansion and they're spraying at first it was guns and I go, okay, you know, she's a Marine. She can duck and die. But then they started pulling out the semi-automatics, just spray litany of bullets. And she is dodging everyone in bare feet, her sleep shorts in a tank. And she not one bullet, hit her I and this lasted like a while like she had quite the chase scene before help arrived and I just was like this is so absurd it it made me laugh so that was my most absurd thing that happened on the show
0: that's that's got to be the answer Kayla I mean they made such a big deal of there's so many armed guards all over like it's going to be impossible to get out of there and she just brutally murders people in the kitchen and just starts running. Now obviously they didn't have time to like alert the rest of the house, I guess, which I don't know why the um the fiance, I think Isom was his name, didn't alert somebody before he just ran down into the kitchen and shouted, Marine! And then she was like, Oh, well, I know you're coming at me, so let me just murder everybody that's in my way. But as she was running, there wasn't too much dipping and dodging. Like she was running a straight line for a second. She dropped down, she would kind of weave in and out here or there but i mean at least give me something like in the back of her leg shoulder like give me something that she is like barely able to keep walking after a while because that that's real bad uh gunfire on on the enemy
1: or she gets like stuck i mean at one point she's running past p- patio furniture not a hit i mean maybe one part where she's like wait a minute to to get clear to go i mean she would just she was like i'm a runner i'm a track star she just Booked it out of this house and threw in nothing, not not a scratch on it. So,
0: her. I had one thought that with the way the show was set up almost the whole season, I thought it was leading up to Joe, Zoe Zaldana's character, sacrificing herself in order to save Cruz at the end. So, I was convinced that at the end, somebody needed to die on the Lioness team. Nobody dying, just Not that I want it. I'm just saying the way they set it up, it's like, you can't be thinking about your family. You can't be distracted. You can't do any of this. You need to be solely focused. And you have too big of a relationship with this cruise girl. Like, what are you doing? And for her to just kind of like, they casually walk in, shoot down the rest of the guys and then just hop back on the boat and get out of there without any issue. I was like, there should have been a little bit more of a pushback there. I mean, This guy knows that people are looking for him and trying to kill him and none of these armed guards could have even clipped anybody like i i don't know i I just wanted a little bit more out of that
1: yeah and there were so many people too like descending upon her that it just was so funny to me that that she just managed to just run her way out of it but i mean as far as all the things we witnessed on the show for that to be the most absurd we could do a lot worse than have in many tv shows so let's go ahead and get to our character breakdown We start with Joe, who's a lioness team, Zoe Zaldana, and I just want to say, I did like Joe as a character, and I do like Zoe Zaldana, but she, to me, just plays, like, kind of semi-unlikable character, and you may have a different opinion, but I just find, like, the things that she did was hard to kind of reconcile, like, her when she would have these heroic moments, or these, like, she had a lot of monologues of, like, you know, like, you got to get your head together, and I just like, he may be kind of a terrible person. Um, and Zoe Zeldana kind of plays that a variety of different characters. I mean, even Guardians of the Galaxy, like that's kind of her too. She's kind of an asshole, um, but like a likable enough where you're like, oh, okay, maybe there's something. So what did you think about Joe?
0: I love Zoe Zaldana as that character. Cause like you said, she's a bit of an asshole, but in her mind, it's for a greater cause, right? She's trying to save future lives. And having that gray area, I think, just makes characters so much more interesting. They're not just solely good or solely bad. She does bad shit. She's a terrible human sometimes. But guess what? She also sticks up for the people that she cares about and loves. She's trying to help those when she can. And when she realizes she can't, she looks at the, the greater mission at hand, right? So I really thought her portrayal as that character was spot on, and I would be down for her to keep playing characters like this because I was fully invested.
1: I think she is going to keep, this seems to be her niche, so I think she will continue to play these type of characters. I um, mean, at some point when she is trying to embed crews, like kind of teach her and kind of like test her ability, because the whole thing is that in the beginning of the episode, she has another uh, Marine that has been embedded but gets caught. And so she has to make a decision to blow her ass up along with everyone else to save her from a worse fate of being caught um, as an American soldier. So the whole thing is like, all right, now I have Cruz. this kind of tough girl Marine, but I got to train you. I don't know you that well. So like, you know, but I mean, she gets, she sends her ass to fucking get just bashed in. And then like also affects the mission at some point because she's explained like, when the, when the Aaliyah's like, hey, do you want to come over this weekend? She's like, yeah, just completely black and blue. I'm like, it doesn't even make statistical sense. And you're trying to see how much she can handle, but, I mean, moments like that are a little tough to be like. Um... And the way she talks to her daughter, I mean, some brutal, brutal conversations with her about, like, I don't give a fuck if you care about me and sad, like, that's life, and I don't know. It was a little tough sometimes is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and maybe don't do the brutal like torture training, see how long your new Marine can last Like after she's already been introduced to the person that she's supposed to be embedded with. Maybe do that before initial contact. Crazy thought, I know, but she just shows up and she's beat to shreds and then is like, at least she had the excuse because, well, excuse, but also partially reality of an abusive boyfriend because she had gone through that, so she was able to kind of pivot on her feet to move forward, which was smart on Cruz's part there. But yeah, that was, that was a little tough. I kind of understand where she's coming from conceptually, right? She's like, I need to know how much time I have to save your ass. Cause otherwise I need to drop a missile and kill you. And I don't want to do that. Like I had to do with this other person. Oops, my bad. <laughs> um, but I love that when she shows up to kind of their, their hangout with the rest of the lioness team, she's like beaten and bruised and battered. And everybody's like, Oh, what the hell happened to you? You get in a bar fight. And she's like, no, like I was put through this shit because of whatever group was doing it. And then they immediately are like, fuck that. I know you're new here, but that's not how we fly. We're going in and we're going to beat the shit out of anybody who did that to you. So I, I love that. Just seeing where it's, we got your back. You're with us now. So, you know, you got our back. We got you. Let's go, and then they find out that it was Joe who ordered it later on, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing here? This is ridiculous." And that's actually
1: a great point because the team has many instances when we talk about them about being like heroic and badass. But again, they Joe also helps someone else, helps Kyle, her like colleague, a CIA officer um with a mission by sending some of them to it without any real info now granted she didn't get all of the information either but she knew it wasn't like an above board mission and i I mean she kind of almost burned them it may still be um they're still kind of like wishy-washy on how much trouble they're in but it's like um how joe she's just like eh, you guys go ahead and do this for me and they do it and it's just i don't know joe joe's a tough boss is what i'm saying
0: Yeah, she really is. And she, the Kyle relationship was an odd one because they clearly had worked together before. I kind of got vibes that they may have hooked up once, but you know, who really cares at this point? And they respect, but also kind of despised each other at the same time, one of those relationships. And she gave up some of her team, which again, baffling move, especially when you know you need to be ready to trail this big asset and uh she just wanted to do that to get leverage over Kyle so that she could use him for a favor or favors down the line, which she eventually uh, you know, pulls him in for. But that's a pretty risky way to get leverage on somebody to, Send your team to just have a shootout in the middle of an off ramp in Texas in the middle of whatever month it was. Like, what are we doing?
1: Yes. And I'm glad that she said you only like a bajillion favors because when she asked him for one favor, that was the easiest fucking favor I ever heard of in my life. She
0: yep. Like,
1: <laughs> you um, may have destroyed my career as well as my team's, but here's what I need you to do I need you to fly in a, on a jet that I'm going to give you. I will provide like a Duffel bag of money, I just need you to threaten these guys and give them money so they don't like tell on our operation and I'm like that's a for what he did that's the best fucking favor so I was glad like she called him for another one to be like you owe me a lot and I'm like yeah, he does
0: also why couldn't her team have just done that exact same thing? Why did they need to bring in him just to have like some some little separation? maybe I, I don't think know. it's
1: because they caught them. I don't know. Like they saw their face. So I don't know if they needed like, Uh-oh. I don't know because they saw his face. So uh, did they, I don't remember, but it, it was a while. Yeah, they things. saw He
0: wasn't wearing a mask. He oh. was just like, Hey, here's this money. Uh, we will basically murder you and your families. If you say anything, see ya.
1: I wasn't sure. Cause I won't play as I'm like, you don't turn around, get in the car. Don't turn around. And then I wasn't sure if they had masks on. I can't, I almost can't remember that part of the scene. Oh yeah. You, but-
0: you know what? They, they had their eyes covered. Yeah. So maybe they didn't. I could have swore he like pulled a blindfold off at one point, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just kind of everything's it, melting together. It was a point. blur
1: of action. So, and I just want to shout out the writing because Joe did have some good speeches. She had to give an intense one after um, Kyle, who is told to kind of have the earpiece and listen in on Cruz and Aaliyah to see like if trouble's happening and he has to hear their entire long night of sex. And it was very amusing to see him on the laptop just like, awkwardly listening to them have sex the whole night Um, but he realizes like okay this complicates the mission he tells Joe Cruz is so dismayed at like a great night that she had emotionally physically but realizing like this puts her whole mission in jeopardy and she can't do this has to have this like intense moment where she's she's super vulnerable because Cruz is so tough but Joe kind of gives her this advice that is just like she's Destined to have this life and you're going to have another and like this won't work while still having sensitivity to the fact that clearly Cruz had this like aha moment of like you know she's feelings for her so I, I and even the, the conversation she has with her daughter who goes through a lot of shit I just thought like was very real was not like I'm trying to spare your feelings and that's tough but it was very like this is life. And I'm preparing you for that, not for like the niceties of life. So shout out to that.
0: Yeah, they did have a lot of realism in those situations, even like when Cruz is just like almost dismayed and she's like, I'm fucking in love. I think I'm fucking in love with this chick. Like she's just like trying to force herself to not feel that way about Aaliyah, but she's built such a strong emotional and now physical connection with her that she's like pissed at herself for kind of veering off the main purpose of the mission here
1: absolutely and uh yeah joe has her kind of moment during the end mission where she's just calling home and is just feeling like she can't do it she wants this to be her last mission you know right before you're in the shit you're having that like why am i here type of thing and her husband kind of believes it kind of like uh don't call tell me this when you're not in the middle of war um, but I think it's like a Jeremy Redder from the Hurt Locker situation where, you know, she has this weak moment, but then it's going to be like the mission calls, I got to go back another tour. You yeah. Know? Um, okay. Let's get to cruise cruise right off the gate. I enjoyed because she was just fucking pushing it to the limit. I love a military movie where like you meet the team, right? And they all have their different personalities and nicknames yeah. and all that. Um, And so, and she really got put through the fucking ringer. I mean, I can't imagine coming from, like, on the ground, you know, infiltration type work in Afghanistan. And she's, like, it's just a totally different way to infiltrate and get someone. And it was just, I don't know, I thought her character was great. It was believable when she does start to, like, soften up kind of at the end. And I don't know, I thought she was a great character.
0: Yeah, I think they, at first, I was like, they're also making her, like, too tough and like hard exterior like when she shows up like her first day at like boot camp and she's like, you know screw this I want to do the thing with the guys and then dominates and then she's like basically threatening Joe a few times that is where I I lost it a little bit because you know the way I understand that not like I've ever served or anything but it's you respect the rank. Right. So when she's talking to Joe, who is her superior, and she's like, Oh, you're getting off on this, aren't you? You fucking like weirdo. Like, how dare you? Like, I don't would somebody in that spot who's been in the marines really be speaking to a superior that way? So those few instances, you know, I was like, I I don't know if I'm buying it. At the end, after the mission, I get that. She's so emotionally charged and something that just popped in my head. Maybe she was a way to get through all that gunfire because she was a track champion in high school, right? So she's just so fast, so fast. They couldn't catch up to her. The bullets were too slow for her. I mean, clearly
1: she was too fast (laughs) because she had Superman type levels of vulnerability with bullets. I think that's right. And there was that scene kind of at the beginning when she's meeting Joe when Joe's kind of scouting and gets introduced to her and joins a team that she starts to have like, here's a little bit about me. And Joe shuts that right the fuck down. It's like, I don't know. I don't want to know shit about you. And Cruz gets super upset defensive because I think, yeah, I think she comes from like the team, the unit type mentality where you have that, like you watch my back, I'll watch yours. And you get to know people that way because you're in the same shit, right? Life and death every second. And I think Joe having that media, I don't want to know about you. You don't know about me it makes you feel like you can't trust that person and like we're in the real stakes and you don't, I'm just nothing to you and I can't, you know, like if I don't have that, it gives me that momentum to be like, you have a wife, you have this, I gotta get you home. You gotta get me home. and like, not having that is so I think different than when you're in the desert It's like how I kind of read that just from the 80,000 fucking military <laughs> movies I've seen in my life. but, it, but it was good. Like, yeah, it, you see that at the end when she does get rescued and she blows up on Joe um, just for, I think it's just the emotions of what she just went through and this Aaliyah, like they're in love with each other and it's never going to work. And the adrenaline and she kind of takes it out on Joe and Joe is just like, get your shit together. Like you get one. That was a great punch too, by the way, when she does deck Joe on the boat. But
0: Oh yeah, that was great. And then Joe, if you ever touch me again, I'll fucking murder. Like basically, I'm yes. gonna murder you if you ever do this. I to just me love again. how
1: fucking tough Cruz is. Like I don't know. I, as you know, I love a badass woman, and and that's it. And um, let's get to. We talked. I think we talked a good bit about Neil Joe's husband, but great guy, stud. So you keep rolling, Neil. Um yeah, Aaliyah. Neil Neil should
0: just have his own spin-off just yeah, how's this should. practice doing. You know, <laughs> instead of Grey's Anatomy, it's Neil's Anatomy. We'll <laughs> as just start his as... <laughs> uh, intense
1: stuff. Um Aaliyah, who plays the kind of love interest daughter, um she's a great actress. Stephanie knew I I hadn't recognized her from anything, um but I thought she did such a good job of me also feeling like Cruz in that moment where you're just like, she's so sincere. She's so like, just tell me the truth that, you know, it was nice. And even when, I mean, Cruz almost gets date raped at one point. I mean, truly just at the moment of it happening yeah. in the woods, the team saves her. Um, That Aliyah just seems to be that, I mean, clearly she may have had that traction early on. I don't know to say, but um, I don't know. She seemed great. So I, I felt for Cruz too, in that moment, having to just be like, Bye forever. Like I've killed the life that you think you're getting into. See so, ya. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a brutal realization. So
0: Yeah, I thought the actress who played Aaliyah was phenomenal. I loved her in that role. She's gorgeous. She you were able to kind of get into that emotional space, like you said, with Cruz to like lower her walls a little bit. You know, I think it's uh, a little tough for her to have her uh, fiance and uh, father murdered on her wedding day. That's a little unfortunate, you know, but especially after she finally gets comfortable and is like, I don't want to do this. I thought there was going to be some type of scenario where you're going to have Cruz drop the mission and be like, okay, this is the deal. Let's get out of here right now. Like, you have to come with my team and you can never see your family again. You need to make a choice. Like, I thought there was going to be at least some form of that, but we didn't get that. We got Cruz, stay into the mission, listening to Joe and Nicole Kidman yelling at her constantly, her yelling at herself uh, in whispers in the freezer before she has a nice bowl of ice cream with the guy she's about to murder violently. Uh, So... I don't, I don't even know how I got off on this tangent. I was just thinking <laughs> about ice that cream, whole scene. Ice cream really <laughs>
1: you in. Um, yeah, yeah, the whole
0: scene, I was like, oh, shit. She just
1: was really good at Cruz, who, like you said, comes out of the gate fucking tough, tough. Um, and is just so soft and is so, like, tell me the truth. Like, let's be – I can't be honest in every aspect of my life, including I don't want to marry this man. I don't want to have kids. Like, I actually don't want any of this, but I'm stuck here. Like, cool, I get to buy all these rich things and travel. But basically I'm gonna live a life of being in prison, kind of in this lifestyle. Like that's the only way I have out. So
0: And she she gives into Cruz a little bit where she lets Cruz believe that she believes that she actually got into this car accident. Like little things like mm-hmm. that where she's just like, Oh, she got into a car accident and she's sticking up for Cruz, but deep down she's like that, she got in a, you know, domestic abuse situation. then eventually when she develops that level of trust is able to be like, all right, like, let's be real. This wasn't a car wreck. Let's just air everything out. Let's be as honest as possible. And then, you know, just softening her up throughout the whole show really helped Cruz fulfill her mission as well as also fall in love with the uh, person that she's trying to infiltrate. So
1: it was so good and just such like really tender moments of just like I'm only going to know love with you, and so, like, I want these last days and nights because I'm just, I won't have this again, and I'm, basically, I'm going to spend my lifetime thinking about our nights together. I mean, that is fucking intense um, and so gay, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, let's get to Kyle, which I just want to say that actor who plays, um... Kyle uh is so swarmy, like so smarmy, like he's so he always plays that kind of like uh played Douchebag. by Thad looking bill. Yeah, like he so you Well his do. name's Thad.
0: I think that's all you needed to say. His actual name is <laughs> Thad. So, name so there is you go. Thad.
1: Um you just know when he gets on that he's gonna be that like good looking, like asshole guy, and that's exactly who he is. And I did enjoy him on screen, so shout out to you, Kyle.
0: Yeah, he was a nice side character, but we didn't get really too much background on him at this point. No, no.
1: Maybe in the future. We have Kate, the daughter, who goes through, like, just some crazy shit of, she clearly has mom issues because, you know, she's never around, and she seems like a tough mom, and so she resents her and acts out, and then she finds out that she gets in a car accident, and then she finds out she's pregnant, and then she finds out she lost the baby, and then, like, Joe has to kind of come home and kind of, like, shake some sense into her daughter and then kind of leave pretty immediately. And so it's like a hard moment of her, like, just dishing out, like, listen, like don't grow up so fast. Like, this is what I went through. Like, just don't rush it, you know? And I don't know. It was at first I was like, this daughter is like tough. This is tough right now.
0: It was too much at first (laughs) in my opinion. And then as you get more time with them, it's like, well, she literally is like by herself as a 14 year old with her younger sister all the time. So she probably has had to be kind of this way just to get by.
1: For sure. I mean, I just, and I also love that Joe's just like, yeah, um, you fucking hate me. I'm a terrible mom, but like get your shit together. Like grow up. And I'm just like, oh, that is kind of rough. But she, somehow teens, you know how I am. Like, I'm just like, get out of here. Annoying.
0: And also I love when Joe was kind of just like, yeah, well, you sometimes you're not always ready. So basically I was pregnant and you were a mistake and- but, you know, now I love you. So that's that's great. <laughs> like the way she got into that, that was pretty, pretty entertaining. I do wish we had like maybe one or two scenes of Kate's interaction with her younger sister. Like was she taking more of the kind of the motherly role around the house with the younger sister to like help her get ready for school or with homework just like one little scene to see their type of relationship because we didn't really get too much between the sisters
1: we didn't know she's just off the gate like i hate you um so who knows maybe we'll we'll see that and the kind of silent daughter that you see younger daughter that you barely have any scenes with the Lioness team, I gotta say, overall on the show, I wish we had more from the team, because they seem fucking rad. I mean, Bobby... They were awesome. ...looks so cool. Um, Tucker, Two Cups, Randy, Tax. I mean, they all seem so fun. I was like, I wish there were more group. I I realized why they had to always be watching crews, why they couldn't participate. Obviously, it's a embedding mission, but I just wish I could have seen more from the team, because they seem like a fun time, and they really, like, save some shit, so power to them
0: yeah they awesome team that's why they give you that bar fight scene early on because like you need to see these these guys in action just to and then even the uh off the uh the highway situation that they had but great side characters here two cups is hilarious uh Bobby is a badass. I have in my notes that Kayla's probably got a big crush on Bobby. So there you go. Aliyah did
1: have my eyes, I must say, but <laughs> Bobby also like immediately I'm like, Oh yeah. I mean not hard. Sometimes you can tell by looking. So she was funny, but we didn't have like a ton of time with her. And she was the True. team leader after Joe. So again, like I wish I had more of that kind of dynamic, especially with what Cruz and maybe that's the future. What Cruz is going through, like falling in love with a woman, presumably for the first time, that could have been a cool moment with Bobby. So, um, but yeah, great team, love them. Then we have Caitlin and Brian, who we haven't talked about. Brian's the other CIA head.
0: Byron. Byron.
1: Byron. Thank you. Misspelled in my notes. Um, Nicole Kidman. Um, she's changed a lot over the years. I mean that physically, um and it's it's just that has jarred me over the years, yes, mhm mhm-, uh, just, just making some great faces, um, it has jarred me over the years, um and then again, she's playing this like tough, hard boss that puts Joe in her place, and it just is hard to like you know believe, so she she was tough. However, I really enjoy Byron because he plays that type of character a lot, you know, that type of character by the actor. So I enjoy him. He's great.
0: I love him. He always plays that that style of character and he is kind of perfect for that role. When I see him, I immediately think of uh, House of Cards where he played pretty much this type of character. He's the right-hand man, the fixer uh, to the powerful people. And his character here is... I don't always agree with what Joe is doing or Caitlin Nicole Kidman's character is doing. He's what's he, the deputy director is his technical title title, I think, but he needs to stick up for them when he's talking to the other powers of be, you know, the president. And I don't really know what everybody's role was in these situation rooms, but he was the representative for this lioness team. And I just kind of just love his interaction with everybody. Cause he just tells people off and then, it comes back to bite him and he's like ah shit okay what are we gonna do now
1: there's that scene where he's essentially stalling and he and they're like we're already on the mission we can't pull back like we're already in it and so he still has to do like a call like hey so like you really can't back out and they're like no (laughs) we told you click and he has to be like nope they said they're too you know it's just funny how he like kind of has to balance both sides you know of the team so yeah he's a great
0: and then they have the satellite and they're like wow there's a lot of armed guards he's like yeah that's what i'm freaking trying to tell you that's why we can't just send a crew in there to take her out
1: so great so great and then lastly just the cia team i just want to shout out to morgan freeman who i'm not gonna lie like with the shaved head took me a minute before he talked to be like wait a minute is that morgan freeman
0: you really couldn't tell it, it was Morgan I know. Freeman. My dad Kayla. said the
1: same thing. I got him into the show. I couldn't. I let me tell you about Morgan Freeman. Celebrated actor as he should be. I just love that in this later part of his career, he's just like up for fucking anything. I've seen him in indie movies. I see him on TV. He just fucking pops up pops pops up now, which is just great. I love it. So thank you, Morgan Freeman, for delighting me.
0: Yeah, I think his uh his character was Interesting. We obviously don't get it a lot, and I think that's intentional. He's kind of like the person that's pushing back against the mission because you need to have some type of force pushing back against them, right? And his main thing is, hey, we don't want to kill this guy because we don't know how it's going to affect oil prices. And at least with him, we're like confident on how it's going to be handled. And I love Byron's interaction with him saying, well, you shouldn't have put him on the fucking most wanted list then. Like, if you put him there, we're going to try to kill him. And if he wasn't, we wouldn't have. So I don't give a shit about your oil prices. I care about stopping terrorism. Like, maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> and, and then he, he's there with uh, who's the actress? Jennifer uh, L., I believe, was playing the other one who just kind of sits there and gives disapproving looks but doesn't really say much the entire time she's on. So I don't know why they needed both of them. Maybe just so that they could whisper in each other's ears yeah, a few she had times. To be but... there. I was
1: just going to say, she had to be there to also whisper when they always thought that like the lioness team was getting the one up and then they just whisper and be like, that's fine. And of course you're knowing like, <laughs> oh shit, something is happening if they're yeah. cool with that. So, all right. So overall first season, I think we both really enjoyed it. I know I'm looking forward to a season two questions. I got to ask are, is there a future for Cruz and Aaliyah? Could, could Aaliyah look past no. the murder? Of her fiancé, or almost murder her fiancé in the death of her father. I don't know.
0: And having this person that said wasn't lying to her, straight up lying to her face for months just to infiltrate and kill her father. No, I don't think there's any coming back from that, Kayla.
1: Oh, brutal. Brutal. I'm just rooting for those crazy kids is all I'm saying. So maybe, I don't know, somewhere, somehow. Okay. Uh, maybe there's a chance that she killed her. Or I, I keep saying killed. Later on in the finale, like it looks like he's dead on the kitchen floor, but in the yeah. end you find out like no, like when Joe's giving the spiel to Cruz like he's he's just injured, like he's just been injured. So I guess he's got to be a bad I guy. I must have
0: missed that. I may have missed that cuz I thought he was dead for sure.
1: No, I think I think there's a line in there that he's he's still alive, like you you injured him or something like that. Um was Joe too hard on Cruz overall, do you think?
0: Uh, based on how everything turned out, I would say no, because if she wasn't this hard on Cruz, Cruz would have gave up on the mission or wouldn't have had the nerve to kill the main target they were after. So I think it was the right amount of uh, difficulty that she put on her.
1: I think she was. Okay. What are you looking forward to in a season two? Anything, anything in particular jump out to you?
0: So my question for you, when I was watching the show, it is called Special Ops Colon Lioness. My initial thought, because there's a lot of big names, big actors in this show, was this was going to be like an anthology series where they're going to do special ops, a different version for the next season. And maybe there'll be a little crossover here and there. So I wasn't sure if they made any announcements on that, but that was my initial thought. Like, are we just going to go sequentially like season two of Lioness or is there going to be a special ops, different version?
1: I listen that is Tyler Sheridan's brand uh, obviously from the success of Yellowstone he has like three other kind of that time you know time genre of of shows but I just feel like with Zoe Saldana that cast they they want the same thing rolling into next season so yeah. I see another season of Lioness to come um but I'm I wouldn't be surprised if like you said there becomes like a off branch spin off of like you know special ops whatever if this show ends up being as successful as I think it is.
0: Yeah. And I I would be excited for season two either way. I think getting to know this team a little bit more, the Lioness team would be interesting. See how, if Cruz is going to stay on that team or if she's going to go to a, another branch. Cause if they do do a season two, not the whole crew is not coming back. We're going to lose somebody like maybe Nicole Kidman gets fired or maybe, well, yeah, I think you need Zoe Zeldana if you're going to do a season two, cause she's, That's why I also, when I was thinking that she may sacrifice herself at the end to save Cruz, was going along with maybe this is an anthology-style show. But since they didn't do that, that leaves room for her to come back, and we get more of her and her hubby, Neil. So I'm down for it. Maybe it's just her at home. How does she uh, interact with her kids when she has to deal with them every day?
1: That's what I think. I think she leaves his mission with her black eye from Cruz, and it's just like, family, and then it's like... Oh, it's been like mm, four days. Uh, can I get hey, out of here? Uh, CIA, yeah. is there any any shit going on? Who's our number two? Number two on the list. So <laughs> that's what I think. Happening? Can, can you
0: just send me over to the Middle East? I'll figure out something to work on. Yeah, it's she's like,
1: I'm just gonna go to <laughs> the desert. I'll see what's happening. You know, um. So that's great. Yeah, good good stuff on the line. Let's check it out. Paramount Plus. Let us know what you think. All right, let's get to our swirly of the week. My Swirly of the Week this week is going to be The Daily Show because, honestly, I don't know if you were a Daily Show watcher with Jon Stewart, were you?
0: A little bit. I watched a lot of it with Trevor Noah, mm-hmm. but oh, okay. not as much uh, early days with Jon Stewart.
1: I watched it a lot with Jon Stewart. Um, Trevor Noah, I, I feel like I saw more clips than like me, and that's just a product of not sitting down to watch Comedy Central, no offense anymore. Um, and so I would see a lot of clips of Trevor Noah, but they've been really struggling trying to find a host after Trevor Noah has left and they have a very clear successor, in my opinion, you know, they have the celebrities, they have a whole bunch of comedians coming in, testing it out, you know, kind of like, what is that wheel of fortune that was, or Jeopardy, Jeopardy that was having an issue too, um, They have Roy Wood Jr., who is a correspondent on the show, has been for many, many years, is a delight. And they just kind of gave him a couple guest appearances like they were kind of reviewing it to all the, you know, all the comedians. It seemed inevitable. And then they just kind of said, we're still looking to a point where after, like, I don't know, a crazy amount of years on the show, he's like, uh, I'm out because, like, you're I'm not even in consideration. This is not like – they're not even talking to him about it. So I just think that the that's a real fail by The Daily Show not to give Roy Wood Jr. because they think they can find something better and good luck because it's a tough fucking gig balancing the intense political stuff um as well as like the humor and comedy of it too and so not just anyone can do it clearly
0: yeah i think roy wood would be pretty great at it i also love uh, was it jordan klepper who is also a correspondent he had his own show for a brief time that i thought was hilarious it was kind of a spoof political show where he was pretending to be like far right, but was making fun of the far right the entire time type of thing. I think he, he would have the chops to be able to do it as well. And I'm surprised they haven't made it any announcement.
1: He's very known for his, in this kind of Trump era pre and post and during of doing these videos where he goes to rallies, gun shows, all types of stuff and does like, you know, the typical daily show interview style. Um, I've seen them all. They're, they are hilarious, but he's so good as like being with the people correspondent when he's like challenging That's what true. they're saying as hard being tied to a desk, you know what I mean? And giving like different things. It's just a different kind of energy. I love it when he's on the road doing whatever, but um, he's great too.
0: You know, they also have the option to change up the format a little bit, right? If they have a host who maybe they're they're out in the field a little bit more, they have different types of interviews, and, and maybe it's a, a tag team situation where it's one, one day he's in, one day somebody else is in. I, they've had quite a bit of time to figure this out, and the fact that they don't really have a plan of attack is pretty concerning at this point. All right, so for my Swarly of the Week, so actually today, we're just going to go with something that happened to me today. Uh, nothing too crazy, but I was making my wife breakfast, making her a little, uh, some over easy eggs and some toast. And then we had some paper plates sitting on the counter. I was like, huh? I just started thinking of love is blind. I go, I wonder what would happen if I just served my wife breakfast on these paper plates. She won't mind, but it'll be a funny video that I'll post on our Instagram story, which I did like Second guessing it. Hopefully I don't have to get divorced because of this. And I bring the paper plate in and she's like, Oh, thank you. And gives a smile. I'm like, Oh, that was a close one. I go and sit down on the couch. Like three minutes later, I hear something in the kitchen. I go out. She is returning the paper plates and grabbing a real plate. I was like, what the hell are you doing to me right now? And she's like, Oh, sorry. I didn't want the yolk to absorb through the plates. So I thought I was doing something nice and would be funny and improve. Oh, look. Stacy was being ridiculous on love is blind. And then I was just proven that no, she was correct. And all men are failures and can't use paper plates.
1: Listen, I actually want to defend you defend Izzy and just be honest, get real in this moment of swirly <laughs> I've seen your house. You've seen mine. I'm going to say it. I'm a paper plate person. I enjoy putting things on a paper plate and throwing it away. I have a dishwasher. I have yep. a sink. It annoys me to no end to wash dishes. So I'm a paper plate. That's how I grew up. That's how I am. I can't get the, now if I'm on a date, I, I, I mean, yeah, you kind of want to bring out the nicer plates, but you too, you're bringing a,
0: somebody over for dinner. Yes. Yeah. But like, I've been married my wife for a few years. I'm bringing her breakfast in bed. I think a paper plate's okay. And,
1: and we, I think we both have a hodgepodge of different dishes. You know what I mean? Like maybe I don't have four sets of something, you know, you're using the plastic bowls. I mean, that's just how we live. So I just find it so funny that, you know, we, we really dismark dismarge, um paper plates, and they have a place in my household. I'm just saying.
0: And I will note for any of those criticizers out there, I did double plate the paper plate to avoid any type of real sogginess that would collapse the plate. I tried to keep the structural integrity of the paper plate intact for the breakfast, and she just wasn't having it.
1: What I what I do want to say is I do not agree with the styrofoam paper platers and cups, okay?
0: You oh, people no, no have no, no
1: place here, okay? No. 100%
0: so. in agreement. Those are complete lunatics. Paper <laughs> yes, plates or regular plates, styrofoam, there's no place here in America for styrofoam <laughs> I don't
1: care that they're oh. 99 cents. My I wife... have to come defend myself here.
0: Whoa, whoa. Wait, Never you happened a before in the history truther? of the podcast. <laughs>
1: I can't hear you, Kayla, but you know that I can hear Justin because I can hear everything. She can. And it's not that I was offended. I am so thankful that you cooked for me and brought me breakfast in bed. I Likely love you. Likely excuse after the I fact. I love you. It is the utility of the paper plate because it steals some of the yolk that could be going into my stomach. And I didn't want to lose that little bit of yolk. I don't like the way that she says yolk.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, she, like, really, like, pronounced, like, a nunciate, yolk.
1: Her eyes turned the red yolk. for a bit. Like, she's like, the yolk. Um, fair enough. Fair <laughs> that enough. Was,
0: she just bursted into my office here and just took over the mic for a second. First time, Kayla.
1: That, that was. I, I kind of was delighted by this. Um, Okay, so she she was saying she needed proper safety when it came to the paper plate ratio. She didn't feel like No, the she yolk was had. saying that
0: she... She doesn't like that she would lose some of the yolkiness, so she wouldn't be able to dip her bread as much in the yolk because the paper plate would absorb some of the yolk.
1: God, see, I only yeah. eat scrabbled eggs, so that is a foreign concept to me, um, the yoking of his own, But uh,
0: uh... <laughs> A lot of yolk talk this <laughs> podcast.
1: talk On Yolk my, Hour.
0: <laughs> my wife is very specific about things like that, though, because mm-hmm. one of the biggest arguments we've had as a couple – was I bought the wrong type of soup that what she was looking for. She just had a mental breakdown and freaked out and was screaming at me because I bought a Campbell's brand instead of a Wegman's brand of soup or something. I don't know. Anyway, Kayla. <laughs> maybe I don't, we should go in- I don't
1: want to relive your argument, but I believe I remember that argument as a third chair and I think there was an element of, like, lots of things were going wrong in the day, and it was the soup can that broke the camel's back in the event. <laughs> so I remember being so on true. her side on that, but um, great stuff, soup stuff. All right, friendship question of the week, Justin. What is the question, which may be perfect <laughs> for what we're going into?
0: <laughs> so, Kayla, uh, people have both called us, uh, have called us both stubborn. In our past, you know, we are stubborn people because we're confident in our convictions. Most of the time of the two of us, who is the most stubborn? Kayla, obvious answer for me. It's you spoiler alert, but you could go first.
1: So here's what I'll say. <laughs> maybe not in defense of me. My my immediate reaction is to go, fuck you. And you can be real fucking stubborn, too. We certainly our our few I arguments can, yes. we have had have been a, a stubbornness of what's right. What's wrong? But I I had a little bit of a breakthrough in um therapy if I if I can get vulnerable here and um oh okay I kind of was like I'm pretty like I find myself to be a laid back person like if I had to describe myself I consider myself to be a laid back <laughs> right, I'm going with the flow something's five <laughs> o'clock something's this we're doing this Thursday it's canceled I'm pretty I feel like I'm very like mm, whatever it was introduced to me by the kind of um shocked look of my therapist through our, our years together, um that I realized the compromising that I do in my life is all areas in which it's easy for me to compromise something as simple as let's not do the podcast at one, let's do it at four, let's do this at, you know, talk about this topic instead if if I'm not as hard in my roots in it, I'm like, okay, yeah. and to me, that's me being like, I whatever you want. And I realized when I really um, Feel some type of way about not doing something. Um, it is. It, yeah, I, I, you do
0: not budge, <laughs> Kayla. You do not budge is... on like the simplest of things. Sometimes, if like you just what? have it but in give your me mind. An
1: example. Give me an example. And
0: I, you know I'm do terrible receive... at bringing up examples on the spot. But okay. we have these conversations, whether it's like podcast stuff too. Sometimes you'll just be like, "No, we're not doing it that way." <laughs> I'm like, well, why? Don't... No, why would we? No, like one of the uh, drafts we did. Remember, like early on. <laughs> in the podcast, we were like, oh, let's pick like uh, five shows that we're both going to watch. And you're like, well, I want to have overlap. Like, why do we need to have five different shows? I was like, so that we're not talking about the same things and we could have different things. And you're like, absolutely not. I want to talk about these four things. I was like, okay, but those were on my list. You're like, well, I want to talk about them too. So it doesn't matter. Those types of things, Kayla, where you are just like, nope, I have it in my mind. This is what I'm going to do. And nobody is going to move me off of this spot.
1: But I've been moved. You could see I've been moved a time or two. Like I, I'm not (laughs) like (laughs) a
0: time or two. There's compromise. We have gotten better, I think, of dealing with each other on a weekly basis. (laughs) Uh To both have to compromise a little bit here and there. I think specifically podcast related, you're much more stubborn than me. But I'm also very stubborn in different ways. So let's talk
1: about that. So where I, I mean a variety of things I can see your stubbornness, but what jumps out to me huh. is when someone has said something that you disagree with and it becomes like something that you're just like, I need you to know that how I'm thinking is correct. You just, yeah, you true. will keep mentioning it. You will just keep kind true. of being like, no, but really you need to know why this thing is incorrect and why this, and and it'll be a callback maybe two hours later, maybe a week later. And so it's just like, why can't you see my side of this because it's very like I I know what it is and you you just you're you know you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I will say Kayla, one thing that annoys me to no end and I hate is arguing with people that clearly are not listening or caring to what you're saying. Where you can say like, "Hey, these are the facts. This is the thing. This is what it is." And they just go, "Yeah, but that's not right." I'm like, and then when even the more annoying thing, "Okay, prove to me like I am trying to be open-minded. Tell me why this other way is the right way, or this other thing is correct. And they have no backup, no data. It's all just, oh, well, I think this. Well, I try to come in knowledgeable about things. I try to come in with an objective point of view that I'm trying to prove in a court of law, and you are not listening. And some of this happens with like, um, like I know I'm irrational in sports arguments because it just infuriates me because Sports fans are only care about their team, and they do not hear or take in any information from anybody else. They'll be like, oh, this guy's fucking terrible. He's the worst quarterback in the league. Okay, statistically, he's the best. Why do you think he's the worst? Oh, well, he turns the ball over. Okay, well, actually, only half of those happen. It's those things that just, oh, man, they irritate me to no end,
1: I, I I would just give a little creed to... Some of the arguments that have been s- truly absurd to, like, serious. We- we've had a gala. Go- we've been friends for a long time. Um Of, like, I'm coming with facts and you're not backing up. What you're saying gives a little more, like, a nicer picture, I think, of some of these arguments. Sometimes it can go a little like what you're feeling at the time. But that's where I feel True. like in our older age, that's kind of where our stubbornness, where it used to be, like, what we're doing today, what party, what this or that, has become, like the particular ways that we do things. And so I find myself just being more and more particular in how I want things. And that's where my, I feel like my stubbornness comes out the most. is when I want things to be a certain, like I have this idea in my head and that's how I want it to be. It's, it's, it's that rigidness that I get stuck in sometimes. Um, and yeah, I think sometimes for sure on, on your end is kind of those situations where you're just kind of like, all right, you don't agree with me and now you can't let it go. We're stuck in this loop here. We're in a, we're in a loop. We're in a loop for a month here.
0: And I, I see, see what you're saying too, because sometimes I can like mentally, I'm like, I am being annoying. I need to drop it. But like, I physically cannot stop myself from bringing it back up. Like I notice that sometimes where I'm like, I'm such an asshole. Why can't I just drop this stupid fucking thing that happened a week ago? No, I can't. I need to make a comment. It it just, like, overtakes me sometimes. It's
1: just good that we're stubborn in different ways so that we can, we know how to kind of balance off each other in that way. If we were the same type of stubborn, like, in the argument way you're suggesting, it would be very difficult. Or in how we do things would be difficult. Well, we
0: could not have a podcast, Caleb. If that was the case, I think so. No.
1: So that's, that's how All it right, is. So I think
0: we landed on the same side. Kayla, you are more stubborn um, no, than me. I th- so I think that we is it for the podcast this week, guys.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> 21 minutes for this argument. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap it up. We'll continue this argument later. As always, we'll see you next week.
0: Well that's it for this episode of wrong opinions only please follow us on instagram at wrong opinions only and on twitter at wrong opinions jk where we'll be dropping some clues and hints to upcoming episodes until then jk out